All right, welcome to the 73rd episode of Clubhouse Combos. It's your host, Colin Scully, joined today in person, the first time in a long time, by two good friends. One, a regular host on the show, Evan Mullins. How are you doing, buddy? I'm pretty good. Um, excited for this episode and excited to have another one of your roommates on. I'll pass the mic to him right now. Hello, guys. Uh, this is uh, Cameron Ross. You uh, might know me as Cameron's Vlogs, but I'm excited to be on. It's going to be a follow-up. Yeah, so we're talking uh, some NBA predictions for this year. we got playoff talk, breakout players, award predictions, and the like. So let's jump into it. We'll do uh, we'll do it how we normally do. One's for everybody, two's for everybody. So starting in the East, I have Milwaukee one. I got Boston. I also got the Bucks. I Boston two, Philadelphia Celtics two, Philadelphia three for me. Miami, the Nets. You don't have the box yet. No, I have the Nets four, Nets, seventy sixers, Heat five, Cavaliers, Miami, Evan yet to have the Bucks, uh, Cavs six for me, Bucks, Cavs as well six, Hawks seven for me, uh, Hawks as well. I have Chicago. I have Chicago eight. Yep, Chicago. I got Atlanta. I have Raptors nine. Raptors. Raptors. And the Washington Wizards. Wow. I got Charlotte. I got the Knicks. Wow. Interesting. Uh, first, I think the, the most standout thing to me there was Evan with Milwaukee almost in the play. In mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so Milwaukee's an interesting team. Obviously, this past playoffs, they looked really good. And I'd argue that they do have the best player, you know, on planet Earth. For me, though, it's a team who really hasn't taken a step back in years. And I truly think a lot of teams will have one random year where they kind of slow down a little bit. And the report came out today that they'll be without Middleton again to start the year. His health is an incredible question. And I think when he went down, you saw it in the playoffs, they just weren't able to compete with these top teams without Chris Middleton. I think he's really their X factor. So with his health up in the air, I think it's the Giannis show. I think teams will be more equipped this season to be able to defend Giannis and only Giannis and make guys like Bobby Portis and Grayson Allen have to step up in big ways. So I think teams are going to adjust to Milwaukee. I don't think Milwaukee's going to be as dominant as they have been, again, because I think teams are going to have time to prepare they know what the team looks like without Middleton, just Giannis. And I the East is so competitive, too. So let's not forget about that. And uh, I think six is obviously a tough spot. It, they can be up, you know, around four or five as well. Um, but, again, I like Cleveland a lot, Miami, uh, Boston, Philadelphia, Brooklyn. So there's a lot of good teams in the East. So it's not really a knock on, on Milwaukee. I just think the competition's higher and the preparation will be there for other teams. Yeah. Um we're talking about the 10 seeds. I think we have the top all the same top yeah. five teams. Yeah. Different. I have Wizards 10, Evan has Charlotte, and you have the Knicks. Yeah. Why do you have the Knicks game? Why do I have the Knicks? See, I think the Knicks were a sleeper last year. And I think they played really well having uh Julius and RJ Barrett kind of carry them. Um I kind of want the Knicks because I think the other five teams that are not that are not in the playoffs are not equal enough to the Knicks. Like Charlotte Hornets, uh, is Lamelo Ball healthy yet? Uh, I think so. Yeah. 
from the angle. Yeah. Like you said, I, I uh, see like he, he's kind of injury prone, so you don't know if he's mm-hmm. gonna be out. Um, but yeah, I just think the Knicks. I think the Knicks are gonna be good. I I, I just think because of Bronson or just another year Barrett. Just another year Barrett and Randall. Brunson is going to add on to that, but I don't think Brunson will be as good with the Knicks as he was with the Mavs because I think Luka helped. Yeah, but I agree with that. Should we talk about the West? Yeah. All right. Uh, My number one, Golden State. I got Dallas. I got Golden State as well. Dallas. Fuck. I have Phoenix too. Golden State. I got Memphis too. I have the Los Angeles Clippers three. Memphis, Clippers three. I have Grizzlies four. Nuggets, Nuggets as well. I have Nuggets five. Clippers. I got the Mavs five. I have Timberwolves six. Suns, Minnesota as well. I have Mavericks seven. Wow. Lakers. I have the Suns seven. Wow. I have Lakers eight. Wow. Timberwolves. Lakers eight as well. Pelicans nine. Pelicans, Pelicans, and Trailblazers. I went with the Kings. I got Trailblazers too. I can see the Kings. All right, so the two. A lot there. A lot on the, that. The two that stood out to me were Evan with Dallas. It's at always one. fucking. It's always Dallas at one yeah. and Phoenix at six. Mm-hmm. Yep. Why Dallas so high? I mean, because in my opinion, this roster got worse. Interesting. Um. To me, I think that they have a lot of players who have the potential to step up. I think you look up and down the roster. Number one, it's another year of Luka. So Luka's the type of player who's just going to get better and better, I think, as he's in the league. So still so young. I think he's really going to emerge this season as a strong MVP candidate. And you look at their roster. I mean, Reggie Bullock played pretty well in the playoffs. You have Spencer Dinwiddie, who was acquired in the Porzingis trade. He... Yeah, had his moments. He played pretty well with Luca. You know, you have Davis Bertans, uh, Dorian Finney-Smith. I think Tim Hardaway is the guy who takes a step forward. I'll get into him in a little bit. 14 points per game last season. I think he's a great shooter, and that's kind of what Dallas is full of. And you look at the trade that they made. I think the weakness in the playoffs was they were without a center. And you go and get Christian Wood, who has proven in his time with Detroit and Houston that this guy's pretty good. This guy can give you good minutes. He can score the basketball. He can rebound. Even though he's a little undersized, uh, he's a great athlete. So when I look at that, I, and just the ability for Luca to play 45 minutes in, in a game, I think teams are going to be really tested with this Dallas team. And let's not forget how they played in that series against Phoenix. So for those reasons, I think Dallas is going to come out hot. And, you know, we see it in a lot of different sports too. We see strong teams last year from Golden State, you know, will they have any title fatigue? Phoenix lost to this Australian team, and they played their starters. It was very bizarre. That was that game. You know, you see the reports with Aiden. Yeah, he doesn't seem happy to be there. I think Chris Paul takes a step back. Put a lot of pressure on Devin Booker. You know, Jay Crowder wanted out of there. Just very odd vibes in Phoenix. Does Monty Williams have control of the locker room? I'm not so sure. So I had Phoenix down at six. Cam, you had Phoenix at seven. Yeah, I'm I'm just super low on them with what happened, like, with their team and, like, the management and stuff. I just think that, like, the morale in that locker room is very low, mm-hmm. and I don't think there's a lot of stuff that you can do that, like, make that better. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul, he's getting old. Mm-hmm. I feel like he can't bring as much to the table as he did before 
Uh, you're asking a lot, as you said. You're asking a lot from Devin Booker right now. Like he has to carry. Well, I mean, you still have Bridges, uh, Cameron Johnson took a big step. Yeah, but his Bridges is a guy that can score the basketball. He's a great defender, but I think Bridges is capable of fifteen a night, fifteen to twenty a night. How many? How many would you expect from Chris Paul? Twenty. Twenty. I think Booker. Booker's got a. Booker's got a. I think twenty-five. 30, I think. I think Booker is capable of putting up thirty a night when given the chance. Like, if you think about how this team has worked. Since Chris Paul came, it's not been the Booker show. Like I think beforehand, it was the Booker show, and you saw seventy point nine Boston. Like if they make this the Booker show again, I think he's totally capable of it. And now, when Booker has those off nights, that's when you lean on these other guys to step up. But I think they're like, I think Booker's superstardom has been undervalued for the past few years with this core around him because there's so much talent elsewhere. Wow. But I think if you hand the keys back to Booker, he's totally capable of taking a bigger role. Like, I would compare it to, like, when Brown or Tatum is out. Like, you see the other one automatically step up their game. Like, I think that's what you can expect from Booker is that sort of takeover ability. But I'm not sure if he's that guy. Yeah. And if those guys that you're, like, when he has his off night that you're hoping will do better, are they going to do it? No. You're, so you think Chris Paul is just not capable of being? I think a Chris. Solid player I think anymore? Chris Paul is like 15 points per game now. Even if it's 15, eight, and like a steal, I think something that's good contribution. You still have campaign in that backcourt as well. He had that great playoffs yeah. a couple of years ago. Um, I I just think you guys are undervaluing the outside pieces. Like Aiton, yes, is not happy, but he's still 20 and 10. Like okay, but the other like I have six teams in front of us. I have the Warriors, Memphis, Clippers, Nuggets, Mavs, and then the Timberwolves, which I think all of those five teams are way capable of going to the championship more than the Suns are. Well, I think, I mean, if you're talking championship, yeah, maybe, but I think it's different. Like, one through seven in the West historically has been just a fucking log jam in the past, like, three years. So, I think... We probably will have this. I think the one through seven we have are the one through seven playoff teams. I just yeah we're disagreeing about the order. Yeah. Yes, which I makes agree. sense. But and but, let me touch on something else too. I mean, you saw Memphis last year. No one had Memphis in the playoffs. So you talk about Booker needing other guys to step up. You look at Memphis. And that's what they got with you know Dylan Brooks and Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr. and Stephen Adams. So this is. Other guys on the team who stepped up and delivered in support of uh, Ja, and that's why they were the two seeds. So I think Phoenix will need something like that. They'll need like three or four guys uh, to step up, even outside of Chris Paul. And well, um, that's with Ja being out. I think you still have Booker's production in there. So you're not like, I'm not expecting a Desmond Bain to emerge out of a Cam Johnson or a Cam Payne or Mikael Bridges in terms of that level of scoring. I'm just saying they have a deep enough team to score enough points to win. I mean, yeah, the depth is there. I just think it's it's a different – as Cam said, the vibes are odd. Yeah, After the that. Dallas collapse at home where you get blown up at 40 in the elimination game. I get that. You roll over. Aiden's not happy to be there. Almost calls out his coach. Then you see them lose that game with their starters to this random-ass team. I don't know who the hell they are. Uh so I, I question the vibes and the morale this yeah. game. 
That's a fair argument. Um, did we have all the same ten in the last? Uh, just I think the ten seeds. You right? had Kings. Yeah, uh, we yeah, both yeah. had Blazers. I could see the Kings though. They're young. They got Sabonis. So I guess this will kind of segue into the next question I had was which playoff team could miss, who could make that didn't. Um, when I was doing my who could make that didn't, I had the Knicks. Uh, I do like the court. But I, did, I had a question for the West. I don't see a team that could even come close. I, to the 10. I don't think the Kings are there yet. I, you know, I'm, I'm just reporting. That's it. I, I just don't think there's anything else. I agree. There. Um, who did you guys have for teams that could miss the playoffs? That there. could make a run? No, that could miss the playoffs out of your top 10 right now. Oh. I mean, I can go. Uh, I would say definitely Sacramento. I think that was the one I was going back and forth with Portland on. And obviously, if Willard plays to the ability that he can, I would not be surprised yeah. to see them in. If you go back to the East, I don't know. And, you know, we we all had Chicago 8. And I don't know. I think not having Lonzo hurts his team because this team is brutal defensively when they don't have him. Yeah. And Patrick Williams, and hopefully I think Patrick Williams was a part of that. I mean, you have Caruso, who's a great defender, and but I question almost everybody else. They're a bottom ten team in defense, and in a stacked Eastern Conference, that's not going to be good enough. So, if the Dallas or if the Chicago offense is great, which I would expect it to be, and the defense struggles, like I would not be surprised to see them maybe you know be around 9-10, maybe even drop out, say it to like the Knicks get hot. I'm not saying it'll happen, but I'm saying there's maybe a chance. Mm-hmm. They did get Drummond and Gordon Dragic, so at least they're adding some veteran presence. And also, I mean, Charlotte's a coin flip at, at that point. So if anything, it would kind of be the bottom seeds that I have, but if I had to you know, say one team, it would probably be Sacramento. <clears throat> team, I think... I would probably take out Portland because, like you said, Damian Lillard has to play to his top potential for them to make the playoffs. There's not really – like, you have Anthony Anthony Simons. Simons, how do you pronounce it? Like, he's a young player. He's a power. But I just don't think that – Oh, Trent, too. Trent. Uh, Gary, yeah. But – I think on the other side, you could think about the Thunder. I have the Thunder as a team that could make the playoffs, just really? because even without. Wow, um, I don't think I don't think Chet's going to be that big of a difference. I don't exactly. think he carries that team. Like I don't. I think people either praise him too much or don't like hate him. They just hate him because he's different. He's like the Victor Webin and yeah, yeah, whatever his last name is. But I think. Having Shy and Josh Giddy carry a team, I think that core of the young, it could be good, even coming up in the seasons. But yeah, I'd probably I'd have to take out Portland. I think all the other ones are locks. I said Toronto for mine, and you know I wasn't very high on Toronto last year. I'm not a Siakam fan. I don't think he's very good. I get that he he puts up some good numbers, but I just think that's because he plays a lot, and there's not much else there in Toronto. Um, I expect a down year from Fleet. I'll talk about him a little bit later, but I just don't love – and, like, you had the Anubia drama where they were going to maybe trade him, and then they did. Captain. So, I don't know how that plays out. I don't love Toronto this year. If, if you – so, if you're taking out Toronto, who, what team from the East would you put in? The Knicks. Okay. 
I see you have the Pistons written down. Would you like to talk about that? <laughs> uh, I've been looking at that for a while, and I kind of second-guess it. But I just like the the two-guard combination of Cade and Jaden Ivey. Yeah. I think that's going to be, like, that's going to be yeah, – You think that's better than the Pacers, Halliburton, and Duarte? I, I don't think – I think the Pacers are going to be ass. Probably the bottom. Lost team. their last ten games last year. They're not. They're That's well. interesting. I don't think Halliburton is that good. Wow. I personally, oh, I think Halliburton. I, I don't think he's as good as people say he is. Like I've seen him put up some numbers, but I've also seen him play like games where he scored five points. Still, Miles Turner's perennial deep boy candidate. Yeah. A little. I mean, I'll just, I'll, yeah, I'll defend you here on the Pistons. You look at what they did. They acquired. Bogdanovich from Utah. They have Bagley now. They have Jalen Duran from, I believe, Memphis, um, who was really good in the tournament. Jaden Ivey is noted. Uh, Kevin Knox is there. There's guys there. Alec Burks is there, but he – I mean, let's talk about Indiana here. You got Halliburton, Duarte, Turner, Buddy Heald, McConnell has been a – uh, mm-hmm. An above-average backup point guard in the league for some time now. Aaron Naismith, no, well, that yeah. he would take a jump as a former first-round pick of the Boston Celtics with with more time. Um, not a Tice fan, but obviously he provides some good yeah. minutes uh, off the bench, and then some younger players. But I do uh, Jalen Smith and Benedict Matherin. I'm not sure who those guys are. Oh, Math, yeah, he's not bad. Matherin. Oh, sorry, he was a sixth overall pick this year. So. Yeah. There's some, I think there's some opportunity yeah. in Indiana to I not finish last. I just don't um, think I just don't think Rick Carlisle is the guy for the job. He is, he should be coaching better a team better. Same thing with him and Dwayne Casey in Detroit. They should be coaching teams that are more like further along. Yep. Than you know what I mean. Like yeah. That's like Tortorella coaching the Flyers this year. It makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, it's a very good comparison. Um, in terms of younger guys who you might expect to break out, um, who do you guys have a breakout candidates this year? My, my two breakout players for this season. Number one, I want Jonathan Kaminga of Golden State. I think this guy has shown flashes of potential. He goes back in the playoffs, goes back to later in the regular season. Steve Kerr absolutely loves this guy. Explosive, athletic player. And I think if he's given minutes, he can thrive and flourish. Kind of similar to Jordan Poole. Kind of when he finally got minutes, uh, the team had so much faith in, faith in him, and he played unbelievably. Then my next guy for the breakout year, I said Tim Hardaway. I think Tim Hardaway is going to be a sharpshooter this year uh, in that backcourt with Luca. Uh, I think he's going to be relied upon to score about 17 points a game, and I think he's going to be capable of that. I think he had 13-14 last season. If he can find a stroke and shoot 40% from three and, and get five, six threes up, up, up a night, there's potential there. And I think you know, I have Dallas at number one, and so – I had to pick some somebody from that team, and I think Tim Hardaway, he's proven it in the past, and I think he's capable of a step forward this year. Um, Evan, I went with another player from the Warriors for my first breakout pick, and it's James Wiseman. With him, hopefully, hopefully, finally healthy, we can actually see him play in an NBA game. Yeah, I think that people are going to underestimate him. He's too big to not be stopped. It's kind of like Giannis' case. I mean, he's not as athletic as Giannis, 
but I think that what is he seven? He's seven, seven. Yeah, he's over seven. Yeah, like I think that he will. He's gonna low key bring back the the postman game because I I don't think I haven't seen him play in a while, so I don't remember if he's like uh like a ball kind of power forward kind of guy, but I know he's a center. He can shoot a little bit, but my other player definitely is James Harden for the 76ers. I mean, he only played 21 games last year, getting 21 points per game, 7.1 rebounds, 10.5 assists, which 10.5 assists is impressive. Can Harden score 25 plus? I think he can score. I think think this season he, him, and Joel Embiid are going to finally figure it out. I think that they might have a good year. I mean, I think I have my fourth. Yeah, fourth on the Eastern Conference. So I, I, I'm pretty high on them. I mean, I don't hope they do well, being a Boston fan. But I think that them two combined, pick and roll game, two-man game the whole time. I mean, you get Tyrese Maxey in there after. But, like, I think those two are going to be uh, duo. Yeah. Yeah, they're definitely scary on paper. Uh, my two, I just mentioned him a little bit earlier, is Chris, Chris Duarte in Indiana. Um, last year averaged 13, 4, and 2. Um, only, no, I guess not only, but played 20 minutes a game. So I expect him to have that same kind of usage. Only attempted 11 shots a game, shot 43%, so not great. I think there's only room to go upwards for him. A young player, um, I think a full season caliber and facilitating is is fairly helpful as well, uh, just to spread the floor a little bit better in Indiana. So I'd expect him to take a step forward. And then Josh Giddy, uh, everyone's so excited about him and Shy, as Cam talked about earlier. Um, I believe I saw his last 10 games last year average 17, 8, and 6. So I think he's just one of those guys with so much potential. Like just even. Even his stats last year, 12 and a half, eight and six and a half. It's very good. Um, anytime you can average somewhere near triple double, I think you have a lot of potential on the basketball court. He's only 21 years old. So, That's, yeah, I think I'm older than he is. Yeah, it's it crazy. It's so messed up. Uh, on the flip side, how about a couple guys you expect to have bad years? My first guy. Uh, and Cam touched on it. Chris Paul. I think Chris Paul, and I, you know, I don't want to have my Max Kellerman moment, but I think Chris <laughs> Paul is washed. I think Chris Paul is absolutely washed up. And I take no pleasure in saying this, but he had a shot to win the title against Milwaukee. The old Suns team did. They could not. I believe they took a one nothing series lead in that series, and then. The wheels kind of just came off from there. And I think, you know, 35 plus for Chris Paul. Um, you know, at this point in his career, I don't think he's capable, as Cam noted earlier, of 20 points a game. I think he'll be around 15. He'll always be a good passer, but I think this Phoenix team needs scoring. And I think for Chris Paul at this point, it's title or bust. And, you know, you, you've seen the production go down as in the last couple of years. So, I don't know. I, I think he's certainly a guy to keep an eye out for. Obviously, Cam and I being so low on Phoenix supports that. And Colin said it, Pascal Siak. I think the only reason I had Toronto in my top ten is because of Nick Nurse. I think Nick Nurse is a phenomenal coach. Uh, is still relatively newer to that job, but he certainly 
earned it. I Toronto's just going to struggle to score. I trust their defense a lot. When I look at their offense, though, I've not seen one guy I like to score the basketball consistently on a regular basis. And so I think Siakam's going to be asked a lot. I think it wouldn't surprise me if his field goal percentage suffered from that. He's tried to mix in a three-point shot to his game. That doesn't seem to be going well. He's, you know, he's better. He's tried the mid, you know, the mid jumper. That's not working out. So I think for him, he's in the paint. But again, he's six eight and he's long and lank, lanky, and he just doesn't have the muscle to contend with guys like Joel Embiid. And he's playing center. So I think for all those reasons, Siakam just set up for absolute failure this year. So my first uh, down year is Darius Gar- Garland. Interesting. I almost had him to break out. See, but... I mean, last season he played 68 games, 21.7 points per game, 3.3 rebounds per game, 8.6 assists per game. Yeah, that's a good year. I don't think that he will be able to put that. I think it's everything, all of his stats are going to be loaded. Yeah, Mitchell being there is going to be well, huge. Mitchell score first. I expect yeah. these points go down, but it's just go up. Okay, yeah, you can see him. So you see him. You see him being the point guard. Eighteen and ten, being the point guard, and yeah. then Donovan Mitchell being shooter. Sure. I can see that as well. But I just, I think he's going to have a down year because I don't think he's going to score as much as people think he's going to score because they're probably high on him right now. Being mm-hmm. a last year was an all star, um, but. I just don't think that he's going to get the touches, as many touches as Donovan Mitchell. Because Donovan Mitchell's not just like a catch-and-shoot shooting guy. Like, yeah. he's a ball. Yeah. Like, he wants the ball, like, pick and roll. Just get off that screen, go to the basket, dunk it on his head. But, yeah. For my other one, I went with DeJounte Murray. So, like, another one that wow. got added to a star team. Or like, added to it with one other all-star. I mean, last year he put up 21.1 points, 8.3 rebounds, 9.2 assists. Almost a triple-double per game. Yeah, but, I mean, this – statistically, I totally agree more with this case because Trey yeah, so much – having Trey. Trey is I, – I assume Trey is going to be the point guard. Yeah. I assume he's going to be the ball. So, even seeing that, I feel like he's not going to have as much assist. I don't think he's going to have the ball – as much as he did in the Spurs, because the Spurs was basically just him. Yes. But now he's got John Collins, Trey Young, Clint Capella, Clint Capella Hunter Kevin Herter. Kevin Herter. Like there's so many people, yeah, Hunter too. Yeah. So many people yeah. that can score the ball in the Spurs. Who's on the Spurs? I don't even know anymore. No one. No one. Poor Pop. <laughs> but yeah. How about you? Uh, my two down years. Number one, Fred Van Fleet averaged a career high 9.93 three points attempted last year, um, almost 10 at night. And he shot 38%, which is the second worst mark of his career. So I just think the, the way that Toronto's offense is trending, they're asking so much out of Van Fleet, where he's putting up like 10 threes at night. It's a lot of threes. I don't think so. How many is Seth Curry? I don't know. 14, 15, 13, maybe. It's still, I think 10 threes for Fred Van Fleet is a lot. Yeah. Okay. Um, and at 38%, I just, it's not very efficient. I don't see Van Fleet being a great option for Toronto scoring. I agree. That with Toronto. I don't see much scoring on my team at all. Second, Tobias Harris. Uh, his points per game has been declining since 2020, uh, 2018. 
when he averaged 21 points, mm-hmm. he's yet to average 20 cents. I just don't don't see him being worth a max contract <laughs> at all. Um, he's just a waste of space for Philly. I get he he probably averaged like 15 six yeah. this year, yeah. which is fine. But obviously, those are good numbers. Yeah, I low key wonder what would happen if the NBA just said, you know, okay. there's no max. No, there's well, that would be insane, but. In terms of contracts, they just set no max contract. No and I would wonder in like 20 years from now what, what the, value the values like oh, these people be... be getting like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions. Yeah. I don't even know. I think but, so, but yeah. they cap it. Someone just got paid and he was kind of ass, and I can't remember who it was. But well, I mean, Tobias Harris got the max. Right. And he's, he doesn't that deserve that at all. Yeah, now you're seeing point. 15 point per game guys get the max. Yeah. yeah. How's that fair to guys like, like Luca and like Duncan Robinson? Almost, yeah. I, I think he was pretty close to getting a max. And now oh, yeah, on the bench. that was horrible. He sits on the bench all the time, but yeah, like what are we going on to next? Let's run through the awards. Um, okay. so we'll just go around the table with everyone's picks. I'll start first. MVP minus Kevin Durant. Oh, uh, I'm going Luca. I have Kawhi, interesting. Uh, Depoy, I have Miles Turner. Thought about it. I think Smart wants it back to back. What do you think, Cam? I agree. I I wanted to go Smart, but also Celtic native. I'm gonna go uh, Rob Will, even though he's out. I think that he kind of come back and be a star. Six man of the year. I'm going with the Celtic here. I'm going Malcolm Brogdon. I hope he starts, but I'm not sure how. Stop saying that. He's a better six man. Uh, On (laughs) like statistically, he's a better six. I'm going with Tyler. I both those are pretty good. I wasn't sure who to go with. I wasn't really aware of who's really going to be starting, who's not. So my sixth man, I will Derek White. Okay, because I don't think wow. Derek, I don't think Derek White is going to be the starter. I I think Brogdon. Brogdon. I think Brogdon. Wow, I think White should start because Brogdon is better off the bench. Wow. I agree with that, career. but I think Brogdon can be so much better. Being able to dish the ball to Tatum and Brown, I get that, but Brogdon's also like not, not a primary passer. Like in his best years, he's yeah. averaged like nineteen five and five. So I think he's an all around player, which is why I think his value is so much higher off the bench because yeah. he can dish it to guys like Pritchard can... and Grant Will off the bench, and he's also able to pick up the scoring oh. when Tatum and Brown are out. You can also say that about Derek White, though. Derek White fucking blows. Well, I think you have to trust on the development of Tatum and Brown's passing ability as well to create shots from their teammates and let alone each other. Because that was the problem with Tatum. He struggled with turning the ball over on on passes. So going into the year, I'm looking to Tatum to be much better with the basketball. Even Brown. Brown's got to, instead of driving to the hoop and flailing and losing the ball, try passing it out. I agree. Did you have something to add? No, I'm good. Okay. Um, we all went through six minutes for our coach yeah. of the year. Yeah. I'm going with Joe Mazzula, Celtics and pair of coach. Yeah. Follow up question: If he wins the award, yes, you fire Yudoka. Yes. Would you fire Yudoka? Oh, that's so hard. But you would have to. I think if they, if they, I have, so I, have the them, award, I have them third in the East, roughly fifty five points. I think if they do that with all the adversities offseason, you lose Gallinari. Rob Will has gone down to injury, obviously the scandal. I think that's enough alone to win the award. If he makes any sort of a push in the playoffs, I think it's his job. Yeah. 
Okay. I, mean, I, I yeah, I saw a rumor that they might just you know have them part with them anyway, regardless of how they play. Yeah. I'm gonna say Jason Kidd. I Dallas won. I think he's done a great job since he's gotten there. So going off with uh, the standings, I had Bucks won in the East, so I'm gonna go through the Hoser. I have no other way to say it, but yeah. That's fair. One. He's won it what three times already? Yeah. 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 Uh, scoring title, which is one we've never done before, but just leader in points per game. I'm going Kevin Durant, my MVP. Luca, my MVP. I also want KD. Nice. Uh, most improved player. I'm going with Kate Cunningham. I want Zion. You see Zion's just his build this year. He looks like a different person than last year. I think. People are going to be following that. And he's slated to play the opener, so I'm looking for Zion. Evan, I also want Zion. I think, I think he's going to be upset. Yeah. He lost. I, th- I think he said he lost, like, what, 20, 40 pounds or something like that. Yeah. And he still looks as big as he was. That's, that's oh, the yeah. scary part. Yeah. Oh, he's, I, he's going to be done when he comes back. So, I, yeah, I chose Zion. I think the Pelicans are actually really scary. With no, I I agree. Ingram, CJ McCollum, McCollum, they still have. Uh, they they got. It's like they have Jose Alvarado. Val, they got Valanciunas. They swapped Adams for Valanciunas last point, year. Didn't they trade for a point guard? I'm gonna look at the roster real quick. I'm I know they this. have Devonta Graham off the bench. Yeah, so Josh Giddy is twenty. He was born on October tenth, two thousand two. That's Fuck. That's three I'm months. So I'm, I'm three months older than him. He's older than our roommate Matt. He's currently how cooking old? dinner behind us. <laughs> What's their roster look like? So you got Zion, you got CJ McCollum, Devonte Graham, you got Jackson Hayes, who's another yeah. guy. Oh, Dyson Daniels. He's uh it's supposed to be very good out of college. Jose Alvarado is Dance. Yeah, that's, that's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got to think, though, Zion is just going to be an absolute Absolutely. menace. Absolutely. Yeah. He's, I, it's an interesting team. I think that three-headed monster of Ingram, McCollum, and Zion is good enough yeah. to definitely make the play and, and possibly win the first-round series. Yeah. Zion is he's going to be something else. Yep. Rookie of the year to round out the awards. I'm going Keegan Murray. Sacramento. You're saying Powell, Ben Carroll. I wasn't sure who to go with. I I I went with Paulo. Paulo, how do you pronounce it? I think he has the most potential out of all of them. People were saying that, obviously, being from the college that he went to, people were saying that he that was better than Tatum in college. And people think yeah. he'll be better than Tatum anyway in the league. I don't know. I felt like that was relevant. That seems like a reach. I think Tatum's a top five player. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but Tatum was the first yeah. pick. Though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm saying now, yeah. It would be tough Tatum, to be better than Tatum. Only Tatum, two, three, three. three. Mm-hmm. That was the year we traded back. Fultz yeah, and Fultz too. Fultz and that oh, was it. Simmons. Yes. Simmons and then Fultz. No, it's Fultz. Fultz. So Philly had the top two picks. No, Fultz. That was a uh, Fultz went to. Uh, Orlando. Oh, but no, I thought he no, was Philly. It, it was Philly. It was. Was, was he two? It was. No, Tatum was three. I remember they traded that. Jeez. I can't tell you if I'm liking it now. 
Also, is what's the deal with Grant Williams, by the way? Is he not on a contract right now? He is oh, not I got it. I got it. Marco Fultz was one to Philly. Lonzo Ball was two to the Lakers, and then Tatum three. Um, we'll wrap up with our way too early championship prediction. I have the Boston Celtics taking on the Los Angeles Clippers. So I, my logical brain has a the matchup of last year, Boston Golden State, but. I'm going to make this a little bit more fun. I'm going to go with the Celtics. And I'm going to say the L.A. Lakers make it to the finals and play the Celtics. Item seven, I think they're capable of winning a play. And then in the playoffs, 80 looks phenomenal, by the way, right now. That's the consensus there. And Pat Bev's great energy. They've made additions. They have Lonnie Walker there now. They have – Russ is still there. Oh, LeBron. LeBron. So, yeah. their team, when they get in the play <laughs> – their team, when they get in the playoffs, I think – you know, I do I think that will happen? No. My pick would be Golden State Boston. But I think that's Steve, my fun I, I think Stephen A would say, stay off the weed. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. <laughs> Cam's pick. See. Evan, it's funny that you said that. Oh, is it? If he has it. <laughs> I was just thinking about, like, my heart wants to say Celtics-Lakers. Like, that would be phenomenal to see. Yeah, it's my it's my fun pick. Yeah. But, like, I, I, I agree with that. Also, okay, if you want my like, ideal matchup. No, the ideal matchup is Celtics-Warriors. Volume 2. You no, got it. Yes. The ideal matchup would be Mets-Warriors. To watch Kyrie. Kyrie and KD go against Steph and the Warriors. I do like that, but like, why? Would no, we, but we're I mean, all we're all agreed. Celtics are making it to the finals. Yeah, but like, if I was gonna sit down and watch, series, like a fun one. Yeah, that would be a fun one. I feel like a fun one. I would want to see. Uh, imagine this. Uh oh, I don't even know at this point. Um, Bucks make it to the finals again versus. Uh, Ooh. Clippers. I'd no, honestly love to see like a team like the Cavs or the Or yeah, sorry, not the Heat. Uh, the Cavs, the Cavs, Cavs, Cavs or Hawks. Yeah, like, like, weird. Like, the Hawks I could see. Cavs I could see. I think the Hawks would. I think the Hawks are better. Even imagine the Hawks, Mavericks. We both. We we both. Hawks, the Hawks, Mavericks, Trey versus Lucas. Yeah. Well, that would be awesome. That would be a great matchup. Well, we both remember last year had Nate McMillan as the coach of the year. We were so yeah. bad at Atlanta. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Atlanta seemingly got better this offseason. So maybe, like, now we're both lower on them. Yeah. I don't know. I, maybe that's not out of the question. Well, I'm not lower on the Hawks. I'm just higher on everybody else. Them. Like the Cavs, I think, are so good. Um, and then Bucks, Celtics, 76ers, Nets, Heat. I don't think anyone can argue. Yeah. Those teams have proven to be contenders. Yeah. So. I would want to see like a a Memphis Pelicans Western Conference Finals. Zion versus Jaw. Yeah, that'd be nuts. But one of the odds Zion gets the finals, oh, the conference final. Probably not. Watch them. So what's really? your what's your actual pick? Yeah. Oh, my actual pick is uh Celtics Warriors. Okay. So I, I, I think that has that's going to happen. They're the top two teams. Yeah. This is what I hate about the NBA. There's no like there's no parity. The, yeah. There's no like yes, everybody's like okay. These top five teams are the best top. But five. like you, 
But within those top five, there's still clear favorites. Yeah, but there also was that, like, now that the that Tom Brady left the Patriots, that's what you're saying about the NFL. Yeah, because it's not as much of a team game, though. A star can carry yeah, that. That's what it is, yeah. Yeah. You can um, be carried. Like, look at Dallas. Yeah. Dallas. Yeah, but they're pretty good. They're solid. They're good, but Luka wins and loses every single game. Yes, but I still think that they're – Luca can also lose a game but win. Like he doesn't play as good, but yeah, they still win. Yeah, for sure. They still have those players. But they're 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 like Russell Russell Wilson and the Broncos. No, even when Russell Wilson stinks, they can sometimes you can not you can not put them that low. But when Russell Wilson's good, they're gonna win. Yeah, well, what, what's their record? Two and three. Yeah, I have Four. I have Dallas in the play, so it's a fair analogy for where I predict them to be. Yeah, wow. Wow. But you you and Dallas like Yeah. I don't know. I think it's a star power league. And I think Luca's gonna take another step forward. You and Luca MVP, right? Yeah. Yeah. I can see that though. I feel pretty confident about that. Like, I, he's that, really fair. that reminds me of like Josh Allen pick for MVPs going on yeah. this year. I yeah, I mean Luca destined for it. He hasn't won one yet though, either. Have you seen the Celtics jerseys. The yes, ones. they're they're actually did run on. They'll come believe. They are them. amazing. Yeah. They're amazing. I just like how it's like we finally did something different. Like it's oh, those just the I think those are city. city. Oh, so we'll probably have like four or five. I guess we'll probably sell this the bland white. But there's so white. much that like I feel like Celtics colorway are trapped with white yeah. and green. But yeah. to see them do a different green and gold is yeah. dope. Yeah. So you probably have, yeah yeah. I'd want to see a black jersey again. Yeah. Oh, I'd like a black and gold, like a Bruins. Black and gold would be oh. crazy. Black and gold would be With some green. Yeah, it's like, then why the hell would they change all the colors to, to black at that point? Yeah. <laughs> we change them all from yellow and gold. All right. Let's wrap this thing up. We're rambling. Um, Cam, thanks for joining us no today. No problem. It was a pleasure. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you Cam next week. Cam We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Clubhouse Convos podcast. You can find us most notably on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And while you're at it, don't forget to check out our NFL show, The Sling in a Deep Podcast, hosted by our very own Dan Hayes. Make sure to follow our Instagram as well, at the Clubhouse Convos for power rankings, episode releases, and so much more. Thanks again for joining us today, and we will see you back here next week. Take care, everybody. Put your tears away, and no fear today You can drive off towards that summertime sunset The sweat you ain't done yet, take the keys, leave the regrets Write your letters, place your bets, I'll be the one who accepts